We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So simply put, newest Raven Roquan Smith has transformed Baltimore's defense and taken it to new heights since being acquired in that blockbuster pre-deadline November trade. And Bobby, that statement is backed up by the numbers, metrics, and of course, the eye test. We'll explain the Uncle Roe effect just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett with Sarah Ellison. It's Wednesday, December 14th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. Ravens backup quarterback Tyler Huntley, he took a positive step forward on Tuesday, but he still remains in concussion protocol. I've got a full team injury report and Stephen A. Smith's advice to Lamar as he rehabs that knee injury. Plus, Marlon Humphrey explained why he turned to eating raw liver this offseason. I kid you not. And we have all that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, as Roquan Smith declared postgame sunny in Pittsburgh, Baltimore's inside linebacker play is on the verge of putting the league on notice. Yeah, Sarah, he didn't mince his words. Here's that clip courtesy of Ravens Productions. I don't think that's a uh, I don't think that's a question. I think we are by far, you know, especially when we're gelling together and we're just getting started. So hey. Give us a little bit more. We're already there, but give us a little bit more and we're putting the whole league on notice. So, Sarah, the numbers never lie. And in this case, they back up the big game that he's talking. You tweeted the following out courtesy of Ravens PR. Since Roquan joined the Ravens in week nine, the defense has allowed the NFL's fewest rush yards per game, 55, the second fewest points per game, 13.4, and the second fewest touchdowns, six. Partner, he's completely transformed this defense, and I don't think that's hyperbole. Yeah, no, it's not. And his teammate, Marlon Humphrey, agrees. Since uh, Roe got here, I just feel like it's made PQ be able to just play so much faster just because, you know, I feel like he carried a lot of the load in the, in the past, and now he's got – he knows Roe has his back, and, you know, PQ knows uh, vice versa, you know. So it's, it's really cool playing with those guys, seeing the stuff they do. I didn't even – there was a couple of plays on film that I didn't even know – those, but those guys are some monsters. So it's it's that duo is is looking really deadly. So I think since Rose got here, it's been it's been great for for how he's been playing. To see how he plays, I already know how PQ played, but to see PQ 
PQ taking another level has been kind of didn't think that could happen, but it but it can. So it's it's been great playing with those guys. According to PFF, these guys are playing like a pair of top ten inside linebackers. Since that week nine trade ahead of the deadline, Bobby Patrick Queen has a combined grade of eighty five point seven, which is good for seventh league wide, and Roquan comes in at eighty two flat which is ninth best among all inside linebackers. Yeah, and PQ weighed in on his running mate earlier this week. He's got a, a great motor. He, he, he don't stop. Uh, you see, if you watch film, you see every play, he runs to the ball nonstop with his hair on fire and ready to light somebody up. Uh, and then as a guy, I mean, the most talkative guy in, our, uh, in the room. So um, just he, he's all around good guy, uh, great player. A uh, physical player. You wouldn't take how he act around as a person. You wouldn't take him to be such a physical guy, but uh, yeah. You know, Sarah, one thing I've picked up on in recent media sessions, and PQ just mentioned it again there himself, it's Roquan's fearlessness when it comes to communication. This is a dude who's still very new to the organization and defense as a whole, yet it almost felt like from the jump, he came in with this unwavering confidence that's endeared him to everyone. He talks a lot too, outside, off the field as well. You know, yeah, he will. Said he never shuts up. Yeah, he will let you know <laughs> quickly about. He's very honest. He's very honest. He will tell you to do your job. He will make fun of you when you're complaining about this. We call him Uncle Roe. Got a very old soul. Plays country tunes. <laughs> runs to the ball. He eats the same breakfast every morning. I'll be watching him. So it's it's uh he's he's a cool guy to be around. He's a true southern guy, which I heard that when he came in. Uh -huh. But his communication on the field is is really great. I think it helps out everybody when he's yelling out enough for the other team to hear and the fans to hear. So that that helps a lot. But um he, he kind of he's, he's a communicator in all aspects of life, so it's uh, it's good. A 25-year-old Renaissance man who we will now refer to as Uncle Ro, which I kind of love. And I know there's still four regular season games to go, but I find it hard to believe that there wasn't a bigger splash made ahead of this year's trade deadline than Roquan to Baltimore. He has been as advertised and then some. Still to come here on The Vault, an update on Tyler Huntley's condition as he remains in the league's concussion protocol. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So backup QB Tyler Huntley returned to practice in a limited capacity for Tuesday's walkthrough just two days 
after being knocked out of the Steelers game with a concussion, Sarah. Yeah, and Bobby, it's really a positive sign that Huntley could be ready to play for Saturday's road matchup in Cleveland, but... As you said, he remains in concussion protocol, which allowed him just to participate in the walkthrough. But John Harbaugh didn't want to speculate about whether Snoop would be officially cleared by this weekend because that decision will be made by a team physician and an independent neurological doctor. And in other injury news, guard Kevin Zeitler returned to practice in a limited capacity after missing that Steelers game. And the only player to miss practice due to injury was, of course, Lamar Jackson. You know, Sarah, it's been awfully sobering to watch both Lamar Jackson and now Snoop go down within two weeks of each other. And then on top of that, we saw Arizona Cardinals QB Kyler Murray suffer a non-contact knee injury during a nationally televised primetime game Monday night earlier this week, which we later learned would end his season. Right. And with the news that Murray's season is now over with a confirmed ACL tear, it reignited, Bobby, this worry for Lamar, who was playing without a contract extension. And that's exactly what ESPN Stephen A. Smith and Keyshawn Johnson discussed. The first thing I thought about outside of wishing him nothing but the best in terms of a speedy recovery was, yo, Lamar Jackson, you, 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 you sure that you need to be out on that football field? You sure? Because let me tell you something, this man is trying to get his bag. And, you know, just like that, the injury bug can hit you. Yeah. This is football. And that's a non-contact injury. You was just running, and your knee gave out. That's how quick it can all go away. And, and Lamar Jackson, I, I hope you were watching, and I hope that you think twice about coming back on the field. Well, it's a little, it's a little too late as far as Lamar goes, right? He's, he's got to finish the deal this year. This year he has to finish the deal. They're probably not going to renegotiate his contract or give him an extension anytime soon. So when he's healthy to get back on the field, he goes back out there, he finishes this year. But don't get back on the field next offseason at all whatsoever if they franchise tag Lamar. So be it. We'll deal with the franchise tag until such due time. We get an extension, but don't get underneath the center at all. You know, I really do appreciate that Stephen A. wants to protect Lamar. He shouldn't return until he's healthy. And when he does return, we'll all be praying that he avoids serious injury going forward. Now, that said, I agree with Keyshawn. The time to hold out was either during training camp last July or this upcoming year if he gets franchised. Holding out in December when his team is 9-4 and and atop the AFC North is not the right time. Now again, if he's injured, that's something different. But holding out for contract reasons, yeah, now's not the right time. And based off of what Lamar said last July, when national media like Stephen A. were shocked that he didn't hold out then... Yeah, I don't think he'll heed the talking head's advice. Listen to why Lamar said he wanted to play way back then. Oh, uh, man, I want to win at the end of the day. You know, I just want to be great. You know, I just want to work with my brothers at the end of the day. I don't want to, you know, leave them out there hanging. No, that's not me. That's never been me. So if Lamar was motivated by greatness in July, I can imagine how hot that fire burns in December. And if he didn't want to leave his teammates out to dry then, this summer, he certainly wouldn't do it now on the cusp of playoffs. And as for his outlook on the risk of injury, well, Lamar was asked about that in September when he was going into the season without an extension. He said, quote, it was a pretty big risk last season, the year before. I wasn't thinking about contract negotiations around that time. This season, it's going to be the same thing, but I'm just playing football. Anything can happen. 
but God forbid the wrong thing happens. I'm keeping God first and just playing ball like I've been doing, close quote. So Bobby, you and I are both about fitness and healthy eating, but Marlon Humphrey, well, apparently he took things to a whole new level in both those categories this past off season. Oh yeah, he definitely did, which of course was prompted by his torn pectoral muscle that he went down with around this time last year. I'll let him explain the rest. I hit up the liver king when I got hurt, you know, trying to get the muscle going, you know, I, I don't really assume someone's on steroids unless they say they're on steroids, you know what I mean? So like... And not that I really, I didn't really care if it was. So I'm like, yo, like, what I need to do. So I, this offseason, when I was trying to get back from injury, I went and got some raw liver. It tasted gross. I'm not going to lie. I just kind of tried to take some, chug it with water. Obviously, I don't look completely jacked. So it was, maybe it did not work. But he, we had some great conversations. He's very woke, I guess is the word to say. But I was a little surprised that his, uh, accusations of the steroid use you know it was, it was a little disappointing being that i was eating raw liver because of this guy <laughs> but other than that here liver is good for your diet also so but not raw yeah i i think you can't cook it i i was trying to take it a little extreme you know i wanted to be liver king but if you do want to try it it's not the best but it's good for you apparently supposedly okay sarah so you and some of our listeners out there might be wondering who this liver king guy is marlon's talking about a tiktok star with millions of followers who's absolutely chiseled by the way because of his daily diet that consists of wait for it beef brains bull testicles and raw animal livers. Yeah, I will be passing on that. But of course, leave it to Marlon Humphrey to dabble in liver during his off season. The question becomes, what does it even taste like? Raw or cooked? I did both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Raw is just tough. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how to describe that. I just tried to swallow it whole. Cooked, I tried to chew, but then it just gets pasty like mad yeah. there's no way to describe it on i've never nothing i've ever had but i don't recommend unless there's some more details that comes out um that it's way better for the body or something but it's not good yeah it may not be very tasty sarah but marlo might be on to something for future off seasons entering this past sunday's game in pittsburgh Humphrey hadn't allowed a touchdown in 447 coverage snaps that he had logged. And look, while he certainly struggled in his one-on-one -on -one matchups with Steelers wide receiver George Pickens last Sunday, he also held himself accountable post-game with a tweet that read the following, quote, I was actually a liability today in coverage. Bad football for sure, but we won, which means the show goes on, this is my home, victory instagram live in 15 minutes close quote i know we shared that in our instant reaction episode but i thought it warranted repeat because i respect a guy who holds himself accountable after a tough and let's face it uncharacteristically poor performance from an all-pro cornerback And before we fly, some other quick news items that you need to know, beginning with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa becoming the fourth Cleveland Browns linebacker placed on injured reserve 
with a season-ending injury. The Ravens could try to exploit the middle of the field with tight ends and running backs. Elsewhere, Steelers defensive end Chris Wormley tore his ACL during Sunday's game against Baltimore and is down for the rest of the year as a result. In the four games he played against his former team, which, of course, as you know, is the Ravens, Wormley posted 17 tackles, four sacks, three tackles for loss, one forced fumble, and five QB hits. Meanwhile, J.K. Dobbins became the fastest Raven to accrue over 1,000 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns in a career. It took him just 20 career games to do so. And Marlon Humphrey was asked about the Ravens' first game against Deshaun Watson as an AFC North rival. Yeah, we want to give him a... A not so soft welcoming, you know what I mean. So it's uh, it's cool to welcome him to the rivalry. Um, hopefully it won't be a good rivalry welcoming for him. But um, you know it's, it's always I think it's interesting to see you know when guys come in this rivalry. I mean this AFC North. You know it's really it's not sweet over here. You know what I mean. So it's uh, it's interesting to see you know how it'll be. You know I love I love how basically all the teams now are just good in the AFC. You know it just makes the game so much funner. You know it makes the the rivalry so much better. And so I'm really excited to, I know he's going to be there for a while, so I'll be matching up uh, against him for a while. And finally, Coach Harbaugh began his pressure Tuesday with condolences for the family of Mike Leach and the Mississippi State community after the great coach passed away. I want to uh, express our condolences for uh, Coach Leach, Coach Mike Leach and his family, Mississippi State football family there. I didn't know him personally, but a lot of respect for him as a coach over the years and and how he changed the game of football in so many ways. So I want to express that on behalf of the organization. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider tapping that follow button and sharing it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That's all the time we've got today, but we would love it if you'd consider leaving us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts.